Welcome to the Blaze Experience. I am your host, Derek Blaze, and if you're just joining us, you're coming in to talk about Sea of Thieves. We're going to talk about the basics of Sea of Thieves, what it is a little bit, some things you can get with it, and just a little bit about the game itself. I won't be doing this alone, though. I have an amazing co-host with me. He's a guy that manages to muddle through any game. And without further ado, please welcome my friend and co-host, Drew, also known as Mr. Noobs. Thanks for the intro, Derek. Uh, good to be here. Looking forward to jumping into this discussion of not only CFEs, but all games moving forward. It's a joy to be here. And without further ado, we should actually you know, get into a bit about what we'll be doing. I agree. I think CFEs is a great game. And for me, it's basically a pirate game that you can do whatever you want. It's a sandbox adventure. So in this game, you can kind of just create your own pirate adventure, which is what I love about it. What do you think Sea of Thieves is for you, Mr. Noobs? Well, for me, I mean, I've done a few of the betas and the alphas, and I find it's a really good sandbox game where you can just jump in with your mates, do really whatever you want to do. Uh, I'm, I'm actually hoping on the, the launch the, the game gets a bit more fleshed out, but it just seems to be a nice game where you can relax and you're not really railed into one particular thing that the developer wants you to do. It seems rarer sort of going for their own player decides what they're going to do and it will be interesting to see how that works moving forward. Exactly. That's one thing I love about the game is that the players are in control of their own adventure. So you're not set to follow some quest that has to go in a linear fashion. You can go do one quest and then go totally different quests. You cannot do any quest and just explore. So that's kind of what I love about it. And... That being said, we can kind of get into some of the things you can actually do in Sea of Thieves. One of the things is obviously sailing the seas itself. You can do this via a sloop, which is a two-person ship or a one-person ship, or a four-person galleon. Which one do you prefer out of the two? For me, I actually... and I've had a few arguments with this with various players I've played with, but I do prefer the sloop. I find it's a bit more personable. You're having your, your two-man sloop. You're really accountable then for what you're doing. I did find on the Galleon that even with a crew of three, you could still actually do things. Somebody will be off watching a movie or Netflix and everyone else is doing the work and they're just there to get the end reward, like the treasure. Whereas on the sloop, you can't really do that because if you get attacked, you need sort of one person on the wheel, one person on the cannon, somebody doing repairs. And that's hard enough with two people. And yet if one of those people in the duo disappears, it becomes nearly impossible to survive. So for me, in terms of challenging gameplay, I'd, I'd only go to Sloop. I could definitely see that with challenging gameplay. I think myself, I prefer the Galleon only because it's just more interactive. You have more people you're interacting with, and it seems more of a fun adventure if you're doing it with much of other people. I mean, say you're sailing a Sloop solo, it's still a great adventure. It's still fun, but you don't have anyone to share that experience with. So I think sharing that experience with three other people at the same time is really what's where it's at for me. Yeah, but you've got to look at too the the fact sometimes the even the solo sloop does work out well. Some people only have limited time to play, and with the logistics of getting four people coordinated to go do something, if you've got say an hour, uh, sometimes it's better to just jump onto the sloop, go and do a, a treasure mission. I've done it countless times where I'll I'll log on, look at this map to go to Shipwreck Cove or something like that, go find a chest get back to the outpost, turn it in. So that's good for quick gameplay. But for me, it's just the one-player sloop or two-player sloop. I don't mind doing the, the galleon, but I just find you seem to always be carrying somebody if you you want to do 
things properly. No, I definitely agree with that. I mean, I've found situations myself where I only have a half hour to play or hour to play, and the hassle of actually trying to find three other people to play for that short period of time, by the time you actually get all of them together, you're not really going to have time to actually do a full quest. So it definitely is better for a short period of time if you're just going the sloop. But if you have a long period of time, I would say the adventure aspect of the galleon is actually a little bit more fun. It varies from player to player, but I mean, you can still have fun in the sloop for sure. But for a long session, I prefer the galleon. Well, the funny thing about that too is I have had rumors, I don't know how true they are, but there was talk that Rare was going to lower the galleon down to a free player uh, boat for some options because there are issues that have come up as well, which we have seen in the beta, the alpha and the beta. Where when they introduced the brig system, people that just wanted to play as a group of three, they've been putting the fourth member, through no fault of their own, straight in the brig. So for that guy coming in as well, or girl, they're stuck in the brig. They they can't do anything. They've been voted in by right. players, not even given a chance. And, you know, where, where's the, the fun in that? So that's another reason, too, why I, I do like the two-man sloop. That also has a brig. I can't see the use for that because you need to get majority vote. So that one's... A bit of my head, but I digress and go off to a different topic there. We were talking about the actual ships and, and why you like them, and but I think we've both outlined some very good points. Yeah, no, I think it's definitely depends on the player. I mean, some players will prefer a sloop, some will prefer a galleon, but I think it's actually nice that Sea of Thieves offers those choices. And there is, we haven't seen it in the beta yet, but there is going to be a rowboat as well, which is going to be an interesting part of the gameplay. Have you heard much about the rowboat? No, this is actually the first I'm hearing about it, but... It was actually something I did bring up in the official forums after Alpha, when I was in the Alpha forums, saying that when you watch those iconic pirate movies, you know, Treasure Island, Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, Black Sails TV series, you never saw a galleon go right up to the shore. It was always they, they anchored offshore, they got in a rowboat, they rowed over to the island, and then they, they went looking for treasure or pillaging, whatever they were going to do from there. So to me, it was a bit of a... A disappointment when I right. first went in saying there was no rowboat that they wanted us to take a galleon all the way into the, the land bass. Well, there will definitely be rowboats. Um, it's been confirmed, and in some of the footage of the Kraken, you can actually see rowboats trying to sail away. So there's definitely going to be rowboats. We just don't know how they're going to work yet. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be one person can sail on a rowboat by themselves, and it's very slow, or I don't know how it's going to work, but it is nice that they're going to include that feature at least. Yeah, de definitely. Oh, it's actually very interesting to see how you did a rowboat fleet to take on a, a Kraken. That would be something interesting to watch. But I, I, I guess we'll... Uh, <laughs> I don't think you fare very well, but... <laughs> uh, well, you don't know how, how reckless I am when I get in games. So I'll, I'll give it a go, that's for sure. And, and we'll record that. And, you know, people can obviously watch that in our live stream down the line. Yeah, I think we'll probably all sink. But, I mean, it's worth a try, right? <laughs> Why not? It's all about the, uh, the adventures that you choose and make for yourself. And... If we're going to offer that opportunity to us, I believe we should take it. But one of the things we did touch on a little bit is there is a lot of options for combat in this game. You can fight skeletons, sharks. The Kraken itself is going to be out there in PvE elements. But in PvP, there's also you can fight ships. You can fight other players hand-to-hand -hand or with guns. What do you think of the combat so far? With the combat, my uh, it seems a bit... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? It seems a bit bulky, I mean, the, the combat system at times. I do like the fact that we don't have, like, a... You can't quickscope people or stuff that you find in games agree, these yeah. days, like your Call of Duties, your Player Unknown Battlegrounds, Fortnite. I mean, these are all amazing games for PvP in, in their own right, but 
those sort of players, I don't think they'll find what they're looking for in Sea of Thieves. It's obviously a... They've, they've stayed very true to what the period of piracy was. So you can't do a quick reload. You're aiming. The right, thing I do I love ship-to-ship combat is you don't have like a reticle on your cannon. You basically have to aim your cannon. You have to eyeball it and hope to God it hits that opposing sloop or galleon. The thing that I was disappointed that's not in the game that is a staple in all pirate-themed movies, TV, books, you can't swing from your ship to an opposing ship using rope. you just got to run and jump and hope for the best. Where's our rope swinging? Where's that in the game? I could see well, that, yeah. Well, the alpha they finally included the spyglass. Uh, that was right. missing. Sorry, the beta they included. The alpha that was missing. And No, that would be a nice feature, actually. I mean, it is unfortunate they didn't include that. They do have a lot of nice features that are included for combat. So It's good that they sort of listened to some feedback and that finally got in the game. They've even added a sniper rifle now, and to get around the fact there wasn't scopes... Yes, called the Eye of Reach. Yeah, the Eye of Reach. Well, yeah, that's right, the Eye of Reach. But the way they've done it was actually clever. They've done the the actual scope on it. It's just the spyglass that's cracked. And where the crack is, that form is your reticle. So without going to sort of unrealistic modern standards where we'll give you a HUD, they've added that little feature to get around it and stay true to the period. No, definitely, which I like that. I mean, I am a little bit, I guess, not sold on having the eye reach as a whole, because in if they're going to stay true to piracy as a whole, I don't think the eye of reach is really, you know, for that. I mean, the blunderbuss, yes, you know, the flintlock pistol, yes, that's something that was actually in the period, but eye of reach was never something that they had access to at that time. So I, I do not like it in that aspect a little bit, but I can understand why they want to have that option for a gaming aspect. Well, I suppose you're going to have to always take some liberties when you go into a gameplay environment. There's right. going to be people that, and well, I, I know this myself because this is my own personal experience. Up close and personal in any game, I'm no good. Um, I've always gone for a ranged class in MMOs. Like I've always done roles like sniper in uh, first person shooters so for sort of players with my playstyle, that's where the eye of reach is good i did try it in sea of thieves it's it's sort of lacking there i did actually prefer to go in with a blunderbuss which is the complete opposite from my playstyle. i do prefer the blunderbuss as well yeah, yeah for me the eye of reach not a bad weapon but it, it wouldn't be my first go-to in game no agreed i mean i do like the weapon as a whole it's just it doesn't really fit with the theme of piracy, but it, I mean, they do have to have some aspects of the game that won't exactly fit. So I understand yeah. it. Looking um, like sort of moving on from the weaponry. Now, obviously you, you've played the, the beta with me as well, but I did notice from the alpha to the beta, they actually removed factions that we do our work for. So previously where I've done stuff for the gold hoarders and I don't forget what, I think it's something of lost souls, whatever that faction is. They removed the, the skeleton kill quests. So all we've had to do in beta is literally go and just dig for treasure. And if we've got nothing else to do is go and plunder somebody else's ship and take their treasure. Right, which, I mean, going along with the things you can do in Sea of Thieves, you did touch on there is various themed quests from different factions. You know, you mentioned Order of Souls. That's the one. Which is the one you're trying to get at with the skeleton. Yeah, that's one where you basically order souls is you're hunting skeletons you're hunting maybe other enemies we haven't found out too much about it yet there is the gold hoarders which is the one that everyone knows the most because that's where you're hunting for treasure and then the one we haven't seen at all in beta alpha or anything yet is merchants alliance that when you're kind of shipping cargo back and forth from different islands you're shipping like snakes pig things like that 
So that is some of the stuff you can do in Sea of Thieves. There's various factions that offer quests. So far, we only have seen the Ghoul Hoarders a lot. I mean, in this last scale test they just did, I know that there were some bottles you could find in the ground that actually unlocked Order of Souls quests, but it was very rare to have a high Oh, really? Them. I didn't um, I didn't come across that at all. So I do know, as actually we were recording this episode, there is actually a scale test going on right now. So obviously, once we've done our recording, and I might jump into that and get some more information and see what has changed. Yeah, maybe they even have some new features, so... We'll yes, see. they may have some new features we're not even aware of yet. Exactly, so... All right. Now, out of the factions, I prefer Merchant's Alliance, even though we haven't seen it yet, just because I think it's a play style I'm going to want to play. I don't know which one you prefer out of the three, if you For had to me, pick, and I think it's something since the only one I've played, but I do like the way they handle the Gold Hoarders quest at the moment. You either get a map that shows you an island, which you need to then go to your map table in your ship and figure out what island that is, or you got the riddles. Now, the thing I love the most out of those two is the riddle quest. I like getting a, that riddle. The first line obviously tells you what island to go to, so it gives you a start. But once you're on the island, it's down to looking at things like markings on the side of rock faces. Go to the highest point of this island, hold up your lantern, or pull out your hurdy-gurdy and, and play a tune. That, that sort of gameplay I like. It's not simple... Here's your treasure, go here and grab it. It's, you want the treasure? We'll give you some clues, go and figure out where it is, and if you're clever enough, then we will reward you. That's that's the gameplay I love. No, I definitely love that too. I mean, I think it's really well built how they did that. I also love how you can have four different treasure chests on one island, or you can have one, so it does vary that way, which is nice, and there's different types of treasure chests, so that does help that experience as well. Kind of like you touched on too, I think just in the beta, it didn't feel like it was that great at times after a while because that's all you had to do in the beta was gold hoarders you know you're just gold hoarders all the time you know go and hunt treasure chests go hunt for another treasure chest so it did get repetitive after that but what is nice about the real game is when the full game launches it's not going to have just that so we're not going to have that repetitive experience where you can just okay i did yeah, gold the, hoarders for five hours let me go do something else you can actually the issue do i think we have in and it's in betas in general but with what they've given us with just the gold hoarder faction only they did open up uh, streaming for publicity. So streamers were allowed to stream on Twitch and Mixer and YouTube and what have you. The problem with that was they didn't release the whole game. So people that were sort of looking at this beta, as they do in a lot of games, as a trial of what the final game is, they've now gone out there with wrong information, basically stating, this is all we have. And I think that might hurt the sales moving forward, unless they can do something within these next upcoming betas where they release all the gameplay for us to experience. I did watch a few of those Twitch, and this is probably getting off track, so I do apologize if that's the case, but, no, but okay. I did uh, watch Twitch and Mixer, and you've seen these big, big Twitch um, streamers, and they're playing the game, and they're just doing gold orders over and over again. I, I did get to a point for me in the last beta where we got a bit bored just doing those same missions, so then we started to go and plunder other people's ships. We'd see like a, a galleon out there and the crew's on their island. So we'd sneak onto their ship, take their treasure chest, and then we'd just hightail it out of there. So you, you do have to make your own fun in the beta. I'm hoping right. that they're not going to rely on us to do that ourselves in the full game though. It doesn't seem like they are. I mean, it just seems like in the beta you had less features, which it is unfortunate that some players are thinking that's all that's going to be available because there is a lot more that's going to be available. So for current players out there, I mean... You have to understand that what you're playing right now is only just a small portion. Like, 
even in up future scale tests and stuff, they're still not going to release everything. Even if they did open beta, they're still going to hold some secrets back. So there's always going to be some kind of secrets they're holding back till the actual game launches, they said. So we're always going to have something new yeah, next well, year. Well, I certainly hope so. I've been looking forward to Sea of Thieves for a while. I just don't want this to fit, turn into another No Man's Sky because we all know how that ended. That was hyped up and then there was no substance when the game was released. So I just hope we don't get into that circumstance. From what I've seen, the game is great. One thing that I, I do love is this has got the most realistic water effect I've ever seen in any game. The it visual, does. I love the, the water. The visuals are beautiful. The gameplay... I mean, the last beta, they actually finally added fish. I actually remember when we were doing this test last week. I noticed that too. I'm like, wow, there's fish. They're swimming around me. This yeah, so, so then I went to the island and started to look for chickens and snakes and all these other things, but I, I didn't find any of those. So, you know, I'm, I'm seeing progress from beta to beta. I'm just hoping that we do get substance over style and that there is a bit for us to do. I think there's definitely going to be substance. I do have faith in Rare for that, so I'm not too worried about that as some players are. I mean, I've seen a lot of the articles, a lot of, like, the videos they have out, so I do think there is going to be a lot, and I know they are planning to keep updating the game after launch. Like, I think they plan to do a major update every three months or so after launch, is what they said. Something along those lines. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's the key these days. You do need your developers to constantly be bringing out new things. Being that this game here, it's I think the only thing they could really do initially is add things to the islands, like maybe add small settlements that we can plunder, which that's something that I might just bring up. Where's our plunder missions? We don't have a mission where it goes, go and raid this village over here and take what you can, which is a bit of an oversight, but that might be something they might add down in the, the future. And looking at that... Yeah, they might add something like that. I mean, I know they have something sort of similar, that they're going to have skeleton forts in the game that will be raid missions where basically a giant uh, skull will appear over the game board and everyone can see it for miles. So everyone knows to go to that where that skeleton head is and you can just go to that fort and try and raid it and it's going to be a massive amount of treasure that yeah well that's, that would be interesting to actually see how that works out my goal not goal straight my hope is the goal for rare moving forward is for this world to evolve so we might have some bare islands where there's nothing on there now where we'll get settlements rather than just their outposts where we turn in just normal settlements we can go visit obviously to add new islands to the game is going to be harder that would be probably down the line where they might open up a new section of the sea uh, i believe we got three sections at the moment like three distinct different areas of of the uh, ocean at this point yeah there's there's three different types i think it's like ancient parts there's the golden part i think or like the sea of plenty i think it's called yeah sea of plenty and then there's one other part i don't remember the name's verbatim but there's basically one part that's like all you know you're tropical there's one part that's dark so they have like different actual areas yes which is yeah. nice. um i've only been to that dark area a few times and every time it seems to be sailing for an eye of a storm which that's an experience if you you want a, an awesome at sea experience go and sail your, your ship into the storm i've lost many uh pursuers through just going through the eye of a storm losing them and uh somehow coming out on top so the way that's on that mechanic is awesome yeah yeah, I mean, talking about things you can do with Sea of Thieves, like sailing through a storm is an amazing experience. It is very hard. Like, one of the things I'll say is that, say you're steering, the steering wheel just goes all wonky, your compass goes all wonky, so you can't actually read your materials, and basically you just have to go by instinct more, which is kind of cool, because in a storm, that's what you'd have to do is go by instinct, so it does have that feel right, I think. Well, the, the experiences I've had, and this is probably what we'll move into now, is what our experiences have been in the game. I was with a friend of mine, and we were on a two-person sloop, and we're being chased by a galleon. We had we had no cannonballs. We had no timber or anything to repair. We we had nothing. 
and this galleon is just chasing us from island to island. We went into this storm, and where we come out the other side, couldn't see the galleon anywhere. Apparently, this galleon got sunk in the storm. Yet we still survived with nothing on us. We, oh, wow. we had three or four chests, though, I think, from memory. So we were just trying to get the hell out of Dodge. But then to turn around and see that this massive galleon who'd be pursuing us at this point for, I believe, around 90 minutes. This gives you an idea how there was nothing to do in the beta. But 90 minutes right. this guy was chasing us for, and we finally lost him in a storm. That's the rewarding experience. That's where the player creates definitely, their own yeah, fun. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I also had experience in a storm, too, where I had three friends on a galleon with me, and... Basically, we were all trying to do this quest. We had actually had our ship sunk, unfortunately. And you know how the mermaid appears in the water where you can actually go back yeah, to the ship? Yeah, that ugly looking mermaid thing. So, yeah. right. So I went back to the mermaid to get our ship back. The three friends were still on the island trying to do the quest. And I was sailing the galleon by myself. A storm just happened to appear at that time. So I was trying to sail a galleon all by myself through a storm. And it was crazy because I was trying to, you know, bail water out. Then I go back to the wheel, bail some water out, you know, raise the sails. It was an epic experience. And I actually came upon two rocks. I somehow managed to sail right through the middle of the two rocks during a storm. Then right after that, I almost got back to the island and sunk right there. So it was like, oh, man, after going through the rocks and all that, I sunk right before getting back to the island. It was that's, just like, that's, the, that's the experience you want. That, and I think those... Those are the experiences exactly, that yeah. are going to make the game go long-term. If, if Rare can accommodate these sort of scenarios into their quests... Now, obviously, with Weather, it's going to get harder being it's a dynamic thing. But if they could say, look, you've got to go into the middle of this storm and there's a shipwreck down the bottom of the storm, go get a chest there, that might make some interesting gameplay mechanic. We definitely, oh, def want, to, yeah, we definitely want to see things that are out of the ordinary rather than just a generic go-to Island X, get chest Y, and then go back to Z and turn in. And I believe the game will be more than that, but just from what we've seen in beta, that's where if people base their gameplay purchases off betas, that's what needs to be improved. Right, which I think that's kind of what we're touching on is like one of the reasons why you definitely want to play Sea of Thieves is the stories you make are unique every time. So every play session, you're going to have a unique story to that play session. It's not always going to be the same exact thing, depending on what people you're with or what people you encounter, what parts of the environment you counter, you know, so it's always going to be different, which is what's interesting about Sea of Definitely. Yeah. The other interesting experience I had is, as you know, right now we're locked into four-man galleons, right? Now, right. I was with a few mates. We were down at a... We were in the middle. We are sailing to Golden Sands Outpost, and we saw another galleon. Anyway, we started a fight, then halfway through the fight, we decided to call a truce. We had the crew of the other galleon, four of them, join us on our ship, and we just sailed around as an eight-man galleon after we sunk them. And they basically were firing our cannons and other ships. Just the, the fact that we were able to do that was great. The only downside of that, though, was if they died, they were spawning nowhere near us. That, that for me, is what That's gave really me interesting, a, though, yeah. Yeah, but that, that, for me, is what gave me a, a concept that Rare might be able to add an eight-man galleon. Like, to me, a galleon is the size of a ship where four men... To do it properly, you probably want eight men to do a galleon properly. Like, you have four on the cannons in battle. You have, you know, one steering, maybe one on the sails, and then two downstairs or whatever doing your, your repairs and then maybe one of the crow's yeah, nests you know, that's that's the iconic pirate dream isn't right. it just being up in the crow's nest with your spyglass right. and going you know <laughs> exactly enemies over the ring the bell and like oh, the royal navy's coming for us actually this is getting off track but where the hell is the royal navy in the game um that's a good question i mean i think it's basically just supposed to be pirates versus pirates they don't really want to include like any actual europeans or anything that's actually historical I think it's more yeah, like just a as, a as a boss. Like we don't have the crack, the kraken is like a, a big boss that we can go in and get. Right? Wouldn't it make sense though to have the 
the Royal Navy just sailing around the sea, maybe in a, a fleet of maybe three or four ships, and that's like a boss. That's some sort of mission that you go, that's your challenge, where you might need to work together with other pirates to take them down. That would be an interesting gameplay mechanic. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think that'd be really interesting to try out. I just don't know how they'd do it at this point, because I think in order to have Royal Navy, they'd have to have more of like a town aspect, which... I don't think the outpost serves as enough to have like, okay, this is a town where the Navy resides. Maybe they could do it in a later update online, but I think they'd have to have a whole new map in order to Yeah, we need that. to add some sort of like Tortuga sort of uh, town sort of thing, yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. Which maybe they will. I mean, I think the current map that we have probably won't be the only map for the entire life of the game. So maybe they make a whole new map at some point and you can choose which map you want to go to. One map has more town base. One map is like the current map that has more, you know, sea and pirate yeah, definitely. base. Anyway, this has been an awesome intro uh, to episode, but uh, what else do we have in the notes? One of the things I wanted to talk about was just exploring islands. I think that's one thing that's interesting to do in Sea of Thieves. As you go around the islands, you can see a lot of remnants of past pirates that technically were there like before the game was even made. It's kind of going back into time. What happened here? There'll be like crash rowboats. There'll be crash galleons or different skeletons of pirates. I do think that's really interesting that you can go just explore the islands. And I know in some videos I've watched... There's like secret caves underwater you can actually find too. So if you want to just go explore, that's one interesting thing you can do where you can find a lot of different things. Have you had a lot of chance? I have to looked at a few things. One thing that did come up with the exploration is they have added little Easter eggs on a lot of the islands from the Pioneer program, from a lot of the, the guys who had like, you know, when they first started, the guy who got the most kills in the original alphas or who's killed the most skeletons, who's died the most, who's been lost. They've got little easter eggs for actual players so there is a chance in the game that if you were earlier in the the alphas and the the technical stuff earlier on that you've been immortalized in the game and you're hidden on some rock or little chest somewhere on an island just for everybody to see for all eternity that's actually a pretty cool thing that i do like in the game rare are actually acknowledging what the community's done yeah it's definitely amazing and I think they mentioned, too, that the first player that becomes a legendary pirate will immortalize somehow. So that is really cool for whoever gets He's that hoping. first. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that would be nice. But <laughs> I know, like, on the Ferry of the Damned, the first guy that ever died is um, shown yes, on the clock yeah. on the but Ferry of the Damned. Really, do, cool, do you so. want that honor? Like, I'm the person who managed to die first in this game. Um, <laughs> you, you want the yeah. one, like... Probably I, I not, personally but... killed the most level players. That's what you. That's how you know you're a notorious pirate. It's like, hey, stay away from this guy. He's gonna <laughs> right. screw us up. But yeah, yeah, you probably don't want to be like this guy's the first guy that ever died, or this yeah, guy, this died guy the most successfully sailed his ship into rocks and screwed up completely. That's that's not the legendary you want. You want the legendary for <laughs> right. badass stuff. But at least you're immortalized somehow. I mean, it's nice to have that feature in there where you're yes, like shown yeah. somehow. All so. right. I don't know if in the full game there's going to be like any leaderboards or anything that shows kills or how many like chests you actually cashed in or if there's going to be any way to see like, okay, I progressed this much. I have this kind of stats. So I don't know if they will offer any stats at all. I don't know if you heard anything about that. I don't that. know if I could do that in game without breaking the immersive factor of it. I mean, that you, you true, look at yeah. the way they've done everything in the game so far is there is no HUD. There's for, for you to do anything like if you want to see where you're on the map, you pull out your map. If you need to see what you have... The only thing sorry, you do see is if you've been injured, you see your health. But you get your potassium intake and have some of those bananas, you, you back up and the screen goes pretty much completely free again. Yeah, so being that they've done that with maps and your direction, you need to get your compass out to see where you're going. I don't think they're going to add anything in-game where you, you're seeing a leaderboard. It might be something on the forums or the official website. 
but I just can't see anything in game to accommodate that. I can see that. I mean, maybe on the forums they do it, or or maybe before you actually start a game, there's like a different screen that you can like look at before you actually get into the game itself, where you can see kind of some stats. So that might be what how they see, incorporate that. Yeah, exactly. What, to see who's in that game, like, oh, no, I'm going to get screwed up and I jump into this, so I'll just wait for another map to come up. <laughs> no, not that kind of thing, I'm thinking. I'm saying like your personal stats, like, okay, I've cashed in these many chests, I've um, done these many quests. There might be like a stat screen somehow they incorporate afterwards, which would be kind of cool to look at that. But in terms of islands, though, are there any particular islands you've had interesting experiences with or that you want to like name out an island? Well, here's the thing. I, I've played so much of the the alpha and the beta. I forgot the name of islands. I know there's an island and it'll come back to me. There's like a an old pirate port in the middle of an island. Like you've got it's in the cave and you go inside, there's like a shipwreck and all these like little huts and stuff. And it looks like it was an old pirate base. One of the funny experiences I had there is we were earlier in the, the piece, the group um, I was in, we were we're just, like like there a better word, uh, just ganking and grieving this, this one ship. And we hadn't seen them for like nearly 30 minutes. So we slabbed on the rest of our missions. So we're all on this island and then all of a sudden we see our ship sinking. It's this guy we were grieving 30 minutes ago. He'd just been following us. I don't know how we never spotted him, but he'd just been waiting for the perfect time to take us out completely. That's probably my funniest island experience, because he waited until we in the heart of the island. We couldn't really get to the ship easily. Our mistake is we didn't leave anybody on the ship, but um, that that's probably my funniest island experience. That's crazy, though, yeah. Which I like how the different islands offer different experiences like that. I believe, don't quote me, but I think the one you're talking about is Smuggler's, Smuggler's Bay. Smuggler's Bay actually sounds right, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, so maybe that's it, but like some of the ones talked about, you can actually sail in there and hide a little bit. One of the ones I actually had a really interesting experience with early in the beta is Shipwreck Bay. My crew sailed into there to do a quest and not really thinking much of it. We just sailed right in there, parked by Shipwreck Bay. But around Shipwreck Bay, any player that knows, knows there's a ton of rocks all surrounding the island. So when you sail through it, you're sailing through rocks to get in there. We did our quest, which took a while, and then we actually went to leave. We go to leave. We're basically beached in there because we can't get around the rocks at all. So it took us forever. We had to, like, maneuver, you know, turn. We scraped a bunch of rocks, and it's crazy, which it actually makes sense why that's called Shipwreck Bay now, you know, because you can't get shipwrecked in there. But it was just really interesting to me that we sailed in there without knowing, and it was our mistake because then we paid for it later. We had a really hard time getting out of there without Yeah, definitely. I mean, the thing I love is that there's a definite theme to each island. Like, as I said, you tell the shipwreck bay because the ships were wrecked there. Although I've been to Snake Island, and I have not seen a snake yet. So, and Chicken Island, I'm hoping there's chickens on Chicken Island when they do that. But uh, we'll see what happens in the upcoming uh, betas. (laughs) I think that's only because they haven't launched the chickens and snakes yet, but I assume when you go to Chicken Island, when there's actually chickens in the game, there's probably going to be chickens all over the place. Who knows how they're going to do it, but I hope that's not the only place you can find chickens, though, because that would kind of suck if everyone has to go to that single island to find a chicken. Oh, no, no, I think... We'll see I think how they what do they're it. doing, because what I believe that merchant stuff's going to be, going back to the earlier topic we were discussing, is different outposts they weren't going to want to trade things. So you might go to outpost one, there might be chickens running around in that town, but you need to take the chickens off that town and go and take them up to the other outpost. Or So I'm, I'm sure that Chicken Island will have chickens, but I'm sure you'll find them in other places as well. Right, which with the Merchants Alliance too, we don't really know much about it yet, so I don't know if they're going to give you like a piece of paper that says, I want three chickens go find them and you have no idea where to find them and you have to go out and find them yourself or it's going to be like i want three chickens here's where you can find some chickens i don't know if it's actually going to spell it out for you if you have to explore it yourself i kind of hope you can explore it yourself a little bit because if it spells it out okay go to this island get three chickens come back 
Like, it's, it doesn't seem as fun to me. So I hope you can just go explore yourself. And buy yeah, it. I mean, they've given you cages. So I think what, you know, you get those cages from what we've seen in the gameplay videos from what Rare have been doing themselves. I'm sure they might just give you, like, three or four of those cages. Go, just fill these with chickens and go and take those up to this island. So maybe depending how many cages you get gives you an idea how many you've got to go take over there. Right, definitely. One of the other features um, I want to touch on very fast, there is cross-play I want to mention between Xbox and PC. Have you noticed a lot of that working um, well? Now, yeah, the funny thing is, the groups that I've been playing with, now, I'll do a quick shout-out. Group I'm in, Black Sea Shanties. I've been grouping with a lot of those guys. And a lot of those guys are on the PC. I believe a lot of the time, it's only me and one other that seem to be on the Xbox. Now, there are going to be teething issues with that. Sometimes we can't get people on voice chat. But all in all, other than those issues, when it works properly, um, it's seamless. You can't tell who's on what system. And I believe, once again, because the way they've laid the game out, you've got no HUD, got to really aim your cannons, all this other stuff. It's not a game that they can mod on PC, so it's not going to affect the Xbox players. So I think this is actually a example of cross-play between PC and console done correctly. Right, definitely. I think the cross-play works great. I mean, I've never been able to tell until somebody tells me, oh, you're on PC. I, I never even knew. So it's worked really well where you don't even notice it. So that's the one thing that you want with cross-play is you want to not even be able to notice any problems at all. I think they did a good yeah, job definitely. That. And that's something I'm looking forward to playing a lot more of moving forward. Do you have any other experiences you want to touch on in the not game? Not at this point. I think being that we've got technical tests going on right now, I'll probably head off shortly and uh, go and make some more experiences for us to discuss next episode. But yeah, so, right. so far, the, the, the initial reception, apart from the, the limited content in betas, has been good. I believe once they do add more stuff to the game as they get closer to launch, there'll be more to discuss and more to build up on. I do have one other experience I can mention quick. One PvP experience I had with a friend. We were both on a sloop together. And we had saw a bunch of ships just in a gathering. We went to just try and attack them because the scale test was ending soon. So we figured, what the heck, let's just go and try and attack them all. There was a galleon over there and there was like three sloops. So basically it was like a battle royale kind of thing. We all just gathered together. And it was actually really a lot of fun because my friend and I, just the two of us, we sunk a galleon, we sunk two sloops, and we actually survived a really long time. And we don't even know how we did it at points because our ship had so many holes on it we were joking around that there wasn't even any spots to put more holes because we had so many holes we patched up what ended up actually sinking us eventually was someone uh, rammed a tnt barrel into us which i have found is a really interesting way to play the game because you can drop tnt in the water to blow people up you can you know throw it on their ship and then shoot it so i've really liked the tnt aspect because it gives you another way to actually sink oh people. i actually have done that uh we did see a ship at port and i snuck over with a few of our explosive barrels <laughs> put them downstairs and then just before i ran off the ship i shot them and it was right down the bottom so they only had one guy on the ship while the others were all turning in treasure so you know you put two explosive barrels there shoot both of them and watch them try and patch the holes and else to say that ship sunk in port and i sailed off you know, laughing my ass off. So, <laughs> right, which it is cool with that too. Because one other time I was in a galleon with friends, and we basically snuck up on a ship in the water. One friend and I both jumped in the water with TNT barrels. One of us went to the front of the ship. One of us went to the back. We just dropped them there, and then the ship instantly just sank because both ends of the ship just blew up. So it's cool how you can use that. Yeah, game. definitely. It's just been interesting to see what other things we can do with TNT barrels. Actually, you know, we should do for anyone that is listening if they can somehow send some funny stories to us and highlight them on our future show. Yeah, definitely. If you want to send us some stories, that'd be great. You can find me on Twitter at Derek Blaze. You can send me stories yeah. that way. 
But just touching on one last subject quick, uh, I wanted to get into some of the stuff you can buy on Sea of Thieves, just for anyone that's interested. We don't have to touch on it too much, but just running down some of the items, you can get a bronze coin, you can get some t-shirts, you can get cards, a hard drive, you can get comic book that's coming out by Titan. Those are some of the items that are available. You can also get an Xbox One limited disc controller, which is one item that I really love. Have you looked at the controller I've, a lot? Uh, I've actually got it pre-ordered. I am actually supposed to today go down to my local EB Games and go pick up my pre-order. So possibly next episode I can uh, give you guys a bit of feedback on how I find it. I do know quite a few guys who have got it and they, they love it. So, you know, I've got to complete my... Yeah, honestly, I have it too. And I think it's the best controller I've ever had. It's just so uniquely designed. They have the little barnacle feature etched in there. The colors are just perfect. So I think it is a really amazing controller. Unfortunately, if you haven't pre-ordered already, I think it's going to be hard to get it now because everywhere I've looked is honestly sold out now. So you might have to pay a pretty penny to actually get it off eBay or something. But if you can get a hand of it, then it is a good controller. Well, well, being here that I'm uh, in Australia, I they just charge uh, like ridiculous sounds of money. That controller cost me $99. Just, you know, <laughs> that's what it's going for down here, down under. But... Yeah, it cost me 75 but I mean, I can understand with the shipping, it probably costs a lot more there too, so that kind of sucks. Uh, it should be worth it though, but um, you know, we'll we'll see how it goes. I'll... Yeah, it's, it's definitely worth it. I think it's a great controller, and I would definitely recommend getting it for anyone that can. It is kind of harder to get it now if you didn't already try to get it before, but it's definitely worth I'll, it. I'll try it out anyway, and then uh, next episode I'll give you guys my uh, thoughts on how it handles. Two other things I wanted to mention you can buy too, the art book and the lore book. Those are two items I'm personally going to get. The art book is basically what it sounds like. It's just a hardcover book that has a lot of Sea of Thieves art in there, but it looks really cool from what I've seen so far. It doesn't come out until the game comes out itself. And then the lore book, that's also a hardcover book, but that talks about more of the story behind Sea of Thieves and some of the stories of like the past pirates that came there before we entered the game. So those are both items I'm going to get as well. I don't know if you're going to get them, but they sound interesting. Yeah, it's, it's not so much my, my thing. Like I'm I've never really gone for like the, the limited edition books and art. Um, controllers, definitely something I grab. More of my stuff's the technology stuff. Anything that's technology, I'll grab that. I don't know, I might even give that hard drive uh, a go if it says it's a hard drive. I didn't hear about that, but something I'll look into after this uh, recording. Yeah, the hard drive actually is pretty cool. Uh, it's a two terabyte external hard drive, and it comes with an in-game gun, the Midnight Blunderbuss, which looks really amazing. So that's the only way you can get that. If you pre-order the hard drive, you get the Midnight Blunderbuss, which is really, really cool. If you want a hard drive, then I'd definitely do that. I don't really have use for one myself because I don't game a lot of other places beside my own house. So it doesn't make sense for me really to get a hard drive. But if you actually travel a lot and want to take all your games with you, I definitely recommend it. Yeah, it's actually it. not a bad idea. And considering that I do more gaming at work than working, so it's, it's probably a good thing to uh, take with me to work. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> you know, going to get paid to play those games. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That'd be nice. Anyway, but... before we head off, just want to mention, if you want to watch myself and Derek actually play Sea of Thieves, catch us over at my Twitch channel, at TV. Same address for Mixer as well. So Mixer, Twitch, whatever you poison, come watch us play some Sea of Thieves, and if you're lucky, we might even do a galleon with you as well. Yeah, we'll definitely be interested in doing that with other players. We want to do some live streams. We don't have a set times down yet, but we'll announce in a future podcast some set times that we'll be streaming. You can find me, like I said, at Derek Blaze on Twitter. If you want to give us some ideas about the podcast or if you want to just, you know, mention us. When we do get this on iTunes, it would really help us too if you give us a review on iTunes. 
you know, just give us whatever you think we're worth, but just let us know how we can improve. So episode one, we've got a way to go, but the main thing is to get a feel for this. Obviously, for now, we're focusing on Sea of Thieves, but there will be other games in the future. So let us know what you want to hear about Sea of Thieves. Let us know if there's any other games you want us to cover, and we'll do our best to see what we can do to entertain you all. Definitely. So thank you, everyone, for joining us. It's been really fun for the first podcast. We'll hopefully have many more with you, and... We appreciate you listening. So thank you and join us again soon. See you later. Thanks for listening.